Welcome to episode 17 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Casal. Hello. Matt did a half shot of Firewater before the show. Our new, uh, our new, what's the word for? Tradition? Our new tradition. <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> our new tradition of doing two and a half shots of some kind of shot before the show. Um, Firewater is the McSauce-sponsored liquor, so if you're doing Firewater, think McSauce. That's what I like to say. Tonight, we're going to have a little bit of a dealer's choice, a little extended what you've been reading. I think we're going to wind up, I'm sure we're going to go off track and cover a whole lot of subjects. It's been a long time since we've talked the actual subject matter that brought us together. Uh, we're really glad everyone enjoyed the Star Wars trilogy of podcasts. We got a lot of good feedback on that. We really appreciate it. Thanks for checking us out and listening. Um, we hope you enjoy this one just as much. So, before we get into the meat and potatoes, housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. I hope that uh, everybody had an enjoyable 4th of July. If you're anything like me, you spent five straight days eating nothing but hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, me and my friends explored Snapchat, and we were taking pictures of people and drawing penises on them and sending them back and <laughs> forth. Maybe you drank for five days. Maybe you blacked out. Maybe you peed your pants. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> Did you? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It was more of a didn't shut the valve off before, oh. <laughs> I, before I put the zip the pants back up. So it wasn't a full out pee my pants situation. It was definitely noticeable <laughs> to some of our lovely fans. Were you in public? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where were you for Fourth of July? Went over young Artie Sinclair's house and uh, hung out with a lot of... Uh, a lot of our fans, some characters from the strips, like Dom Yossi, and some uh, some people that... Dom Yossi, handsome gentleman. Yes. Some would say he looks like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I think he looks like Virgil from the WWF. Oh, jeez, oh man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the resemblance. There's none whatsoever. Dom looks more like Robert Downey Jr. Or is it that Robert Downey Jr. looks more like Dom? I think Dom looks more like him. Oh, okay. Because he's older. Yes. So Robert Downey Jr. like had it first. How old's young, yeah. how old's young Dominic? Young 18? Dominic's like 34 <laughs> years young. Oh, it's heart attack, uh, heart attack time. Yeah. But now that we're all, we're all back in the real world, in the daily grind, the thing that brings me back to those days of the 4th of July holiday or going on the computer and reading McSauce.com Checking out our strips on Tuesdays and Fridays. Reviews, Mondays and Thursdays. Sometimes. Sometimes. When someone can be bothered to read a book. It's not the reading of the book. Why that am I the only me. one that fucking reads? I read. Here. I just don't write. <laughs> I don't do either. And on Wednesdays, you can find <laughs> your favorite podcast and my favorite podcast. That old comic smell? We love those guys, but I don't think they post on Wednesdays. The Fireside Chat? Oh, we love those guys, too. <laughs> Tom Lynch's podcast? Oh, oh he doesn't, he have, doesn't one. have one. But you know what he does have? 
Well, we will get to what Tom Lynch does have. Sorry, I'm fucking up your flow. No, 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 it's okay. Uh, check out the podcast that is your favorite podcast, McSauce Podcast at Podomatic.com. You can find it on Stitcher Radio and the always lovely iTunes store. Write us a review. Uh, I'd really like to see some more reviews. I'm going to publicly... Uh, come out and say, please write us a review. It would be nice. Insult us. Actually, that's what I want. I want insulting reviews this week. By okay. now, you should all have our Twitter handles. We should be hearing from more of you. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want us to talk about. This show doesn't create itself. We need some fucking <laughs> ideas. <laughs> that'll, the guys from That Old Comics Mail sent us a, a little something a couple couple weeks ago now. They did. We're, good, we're finally going to get around to covering tonight. So, let us know. We'll get to it. And if you like the McSauce comic strip or, you know, our antics here on the podcast, you also, and you have noticed that we keep referring to a certain villain as Tom Lynch. He's, a, <laughs> he's not that bad of a guy. He's a friend of ours that we met at Comic-Con last year. He does a webcomic as well. He does two, actually. Well, when he fucking feels like it, he does two. <laughs> hey, he, hey, that's a... That's a low blow because he's been cranking out strips. <laughs> True, he took like two years off. But he's making up for it because I feel like every week there's something new. And Tom Lynch, if you're listening, and I know you are, I appreciate that. I appreciate that dedication to the craft. Check out Tom Lynch at 30extralives.com. That's or three zero. Three zero extra lives. The cat who always dies.com. Tom Lynch also has a game company. And Aduno a, a Games, A-N-D-U... Aduno? Aduno. A-N-D-U-N-O Games.com. And you can uh, yell at Tom Lynch, at TLynch117 on the old Twitter. Also, this week, if you... Or last week, if you went to Oakmont, the, the Oaks Theater in Oakmont, PA, and you were hoping to see us at Jaws... You would be disappointed because we didn't go because I had some things to do, unfortunately. You would, you would be two-thirds disappointed. <laughs> one-third uh, ecstatic. One-third ecstatic. Although I'd like to think that I make up for more than one-third, so like maybe one-half. 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 Because I was actually there. I followed through on the promise of uh, the McSauce representation at Jaws this past weekend. Which, by the way, is a fantastic movie, but I sharply will never know. <laughs> Shame. Never is very bold. I'm sure that at some point we will watch it and I will find out how fantastic it is. But this week, a movie that I do know is very fantastic. The Blues Brothers is playing Friday and Saturday at 10 p.m. So if you want to go see a little John Belushi. Ian Sharpley, is this movie fantastic enough to get you in a seat at the Oaks this weekend? I own it on DVD. That's so, that so was, much. Okay. So it's no, not that good. No, because... Ian Sharpley's book this weekend because it's his birthday. It is my birthday. His 22nd birthday, everyone. It is my 22nd <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So you can go see the Blues Brothers without me, but maybe with Matt, so we don't know. I don't know if I'll go to this one. I've never seen the Blues Brothers. Really? Not all never, the way through. I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. I know they say uh, guess, right? Uh, they say Gad. Gad. I'm on Gad. a mission from Gad. I don't mean to jump guess. ahead here, but the following week is Back to the Future. Ah. That's the one I'll be there for. Cause, 
Back to the Future is really fucking good. He's, yeah, it's, it's the and it's the first one, right? Not the yeah. Uh, now, when I was a kid, two and three, or I I really enjoyed two and three. So don't say and it's the first one, as though you're discarding the other two movies. I'm not discard. Who, who I'm not discarding it. Right I'm now? just saying I'm not discarding it. But the first one is the most is a superior movie to the other two. Don't you think? Yes. However, I really like two, three. I'm kind of lukewarm on, but. Um, one and two, but uh, I will say this: when I was a kid, I had two people that I wanted to be. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker, and I wanted to be Marty McFly. Michael J. Fox was the shit when I was a kid, and I loved him because he was so cool and short. Just as, just as cool as Luke Skywalker, though. Just as short. Well, he he was. Well, he's a little short for a stormtrooper. Oh, no! Didn't we just finish with those podcasts? <laughs> that was really bad. I think we'll edit that out. Um, Don't you dare. <laughs> but, uh, no, Luke Skywalker is definitely cooler, but within the... What are you two guys doing? Like, both you... Do we have right. the... No, I'm looking, right. I'm looking up Twitter questions, but we... are we... fucking listening. I'm listening well, I'm to you. talking in two people. You can man. talk. I'm <laughs> fucking talking, and both of you whip out your phones like, oh. no, we're do- we're doing stuff. There. Do you think I'm texting somebody? I'm looking for something. I know he was. I know you Paul are was. You? Yeah. What are you doing texting? I'm dealing with an ant and the ants in the kit in the living room crisis. <laughs> like an ant, like uh, you want like ants, your mom's not, like, not like your mom's sister, sister like the bug. What's you, you doing in the living your room? Your two options for who you wanted to be were a. A Jedi Knight or a regular guy. He had a fucking time machine. He did have a Doc time Brown machine. Doc Brown had a time machine. Which, did Doc Brown use it all that much? No, Marty McFly used it the most but in those movies. But you can't use it that much because you know what happens? Biff's future. Well. Which was fucking sexy. Biff's future was sexy. Yeah, but Marty McFly went 90 miles an hour and that's not... So you want to be he, Doc he, Brown? he was a little guy. No, I want to be... Biff and Biff's future. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Biff did kind of have it made, didn't he? Yeah, until Marty shows up and fucking wrecks it all. He's the villain in number two. I don't mean to spoil, but that sports almanac came in really Oh, handy. shit. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to be... Now, Luke Skywalker, definitely I wanted to be him more than anybody. But if I had to be somebody in the real world that happens to have time travel, Marty McFly. Yeah, well, not just that. Michael J. Fox. He was in a Pepsi commercial, which was awesome. He was in Teen Wolf. He was in Doc true. Hollywood. Well, I'm not being sarcastic. I, I really like Doc Hollywood. I only remember Doc Hollywood for the nude scene. Yeah, that's that's only... all I remember. From. <laughs> now, did that girl? Did that woman show her bush in it? I can't remember. I don't know. I, 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 I want to so. say it was like full bush. frontal, but I'm not sure. I thought it was too. I can't really remember that. I don't even remember oh, who that actress is. No, I we're looking up stuff from before. I don't mean to interrupt your. You're your telling with this podcast. You're telling all the fans the secrets of the podcast. You so, just exposed the fucking great and powerful Oz. <laughs> Julie, Julie, Julie Warner, Julie Warner. Yeah, is that gonna tell you? If I I don't know. IMDb people? does not. What have... does she look like now? I, Let me see. I mean, this, it's not this the worst. This is not good radio. That's not the worst. Well, nah, she's alright. Yeah, she's good. It's yeah, good yeah. radio, Paul. Don't worry because today I decided, due to Ryan McCormick and Matthew Kibbert's. Oh, uh, fuck that guy. Reaction. Uh, Kibbert, not McCormick. I think I'm going to, uh, in earlier episodes, 
I was putting uh, like a vi visual guide up, and I, I stopped doing it because I didn't think that anybody would go lazy. back because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they said that they would go back and check it out. So this week, you'll be able to see what Julie Warner looks like without even having to go to IMDb yourself. Well done, sir. Well so, done. Dedication up. to the craft. Are you going to post her picture? Um, I'm not going to. Doc Hollywood. I'm not going to be that. Dark. Oh, I'll, I'll, you want like before, before and, after. and after? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can do yeah. that. Full bush and current bush. I'm not going to do that. How oh. dare you? Because <laughs> that was in the 90s. But that's so research were... you would love. I would love. Yeah. So, Matt, this weekend, you're yeah. going to see Back to the Future? No, that's next weekend. Um, this weekend's Blues Brothers. This weekend uh, is Blues Brothers. I don't know. I'm not, like, a fan to begin with, but I haven't really seen it, so yeah. maybe it's a good opportunity to see it. Would any of you chums like to join me? I am On booked. Friday? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. But that's what's going on at the beautiful Oaks Theater. So if you would like to do that, please support them. Uh, and now that housekeeping is finished, we're going to have to we're gonna... that oh, song fuck. so many times. <clears throat> we will talk Dealer's Choice tonight. <clears throat> um, a little bit of what you've been doing. What you've been, been doing, what you've been reading, what you've been going to see in the old movie theater. Yeah. The theater. Yeah. So basically, what kind of entertainment have you been experiencing over the last three or four weeks? I'm a big fan of Pick Hunter. Pick Hunter. It's not suitable for work. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's Pick Hunter? You don't know what Pick Hunter is? No. It is a... Uh, That's my go-to porno site. Pick, pick porno site search engine. Hey, hmm. they have, don't, don't label them. They have movies, too. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They have video. Okay, okay. Why is it called the... Pick Hunter then? That's a bull. That, like, that's... that's false advertising. Yeah. I guess back in the a day. Mo when the website. Still a picture, it's just a moving picture. Yeah. So you've been doing Pick Hunter. How. I always how, do Pick Hunter. Yeah. Always. How nice that that's how you've been spending well, it. it it's I mean, in before, the, it's you, in before you say that <laughs> I went on vacation to Michigan or read all these great books or watched these movies or spent time. I've been jerking off well, to Pick Hunter. You, know, you were talking about researching bushes. Very thing, briefly. Very briefly. One thing led to another. That's where we went. This ain't what you've been jerking to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other kind of podcast. <laughs> Matt, what you've been what you've been writing? Um, what was the question? Uh, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well. I have you read any comic books? I, I have read a few comic books. I I admit that I have not read as many as I would have liked to. But I have read some and they were good. Um I also and this is kind of embarrassing, but part of the reason is I played a little bit of video games. So how old are you? Don't worry about it. It's not <laughs> 37, I think? Yes. Yes, I am 10 years younger than Paul. <laughs> uh, Do you have a preferred video game platform? Well, right now it's the PlayStation 3. Um, and I was playing The Last of Us. It's a, it's a new survival-style game. Very polished, very high-end production values. Game. 
Well, sort yeah, of like kind of. Uncharted it's, is... It's made is, by the people who made okay. Uncharted, but it's not like that. It's more like um, you're in this kind of apocalyptic future, post-apocalyptic. Ah, shit! It's, it's not that far removed from, like, a Walking Dead kind of scenario, so you have the infected. In Walking Dead, they're more like zombies. In this, they're, like, the infected, and, and they, they're kind of like the Dawn of the Dead remake where they can run really fast. Right. Uh, so you don't like these, or is it because they're referred to as the infected? Are you cool with that? Um, I'm cool with it in the context of the game because it adds, like, a little bit more drama or excitement to actually having to fight them yourself but like within the context of a movie i prefer the shambling slow shuffling zombies is uncharted the game that had the trailer that was played in backwards no that is is, dead island or something yes yes and that that trailer dead island Island. for those that don't know playstation game or xbox as well dead island had a really moving and sad trailer that was all it was played backwards and you found out how you know this it took you through like the last moments of a family yeah yeah and it was really it was really sad i've never played that game and it's been quite a few years but go go check out dead island maybe i'll put that on the uh i think people were really disturbed by the trailer because they showed a little girl basically i think getting thrown out a window or something yeah that's yeah and it goes backwards up into the window and, uh, I, so, I don't know. And, uh, Uncharted's sort of like a Indiana Jones-style yeah. kind of Yeah, like Tomb thing. Raider. Yeah, 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 with yeah. Tomb Raider. Now, what The Last of Us does is it, it kind of, it's not quite as fast-paced, I would say. It's a little bit more plodding. Um, it's not, it doesn't rely, like, on jumping around from platform to platform as much as it does maybe, like, just playing smart. Um, when you see enemies, because you're also fighting against humans, because it's you know a real nasty world. It's like the Wild West, you know. So like you know, Wild, wild really... West. Please don't. <laughs> um, so, um, but the the AI is really good in it, and uh, the graphics and the animations are really incredible. Especially like with the fist fights, they're they're very realistic fights. Like as far as when you throw a punch, you, you don't just throw a punch, like, you throw your body into somebody, and you, like, will throw your forearm into their head and then smash them into a wall or something. It's not just, like, you hit the, the A button and you punch or you kick. It's it's way more just um, visceral. I have no idea if I used that word correctly. No, that was that <clears throat> correct usage. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I like that you waited till we're doing... Uh, the non-Star Wars podcast to wear your Star Wars t-shirt. It wasn't clean. See, now you're giving up old secrets of the podcast. Now, that, that is another thing. I've been doing some This is laundry. behind the scenes, McSauce. I've been doing some laundry in between game time, I guess. No, I didn't play that much of The Last of Us. but Like, do you get wrapped up in video games like that? Because back in the day, I would get fucking totally immersed and play... An entire season of Madden in a day and shit like that. Yeah, I used to be like that too. I don't... It doesn't hold my interest like it used to. So, like, even a really great game, because I think The Last of Us is about the most polished, impressive video game that I have seen this generation of consoles. And, you know, I've been gaming since, you know, Atari. Right. So, um... 
as good as this is, I still get bored after a while, and I have to, like, do something else. I can't continue to just play it. So, you know, I would play an hour here or an hour there, and then I just have to move on to something else. But, yeah, back in... The, I would say the PlayStation 1 era is when I was really the most hardcore yeah. in games. Um, I would play... I skipped school a little bit my my junior and senior year in high school. Like I wasn't I wasn't a bad student. I mean That's not what it sounds like. Playing hooky. But but I admit and I hope my mom's not listening. <laughs> uh, I admit that I that I faked sick one day. Um, <laughs> because it was the day that Resident Evil 2 was coming uh, out. Shit. So this is back when I got to drive to, to school. I was a junior mm-hmm. and uh, so I faked sick. My mom thought I was ill, and her and my dad went to work, and my brother was in college, so it was just me at my house. And um, Once everybody left and maybe 10 or 11 rolled around, I got up out of bed, showered, and drove out to the mall, and I picked up Resident Evil 2. I brought it home, popped it in the old PlayStation 1, which you had to have it like a 45-degree angle to get the fucking thing to play right. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. console. Yeah, or you. Some people had to flip it upside down. We had really? to. Yeah, we had to put it at a forty-five degree angle. It was one of the earlier models, so. I think we I, we had to tilt it a little bit. I remember that. It was after. It was after a while though. Like, yeah, yeah. It was after the laser started going. Yeah. So anyway, that's the way I had to play it. But I played that fucking game for like seven hours straight until I beat it. That was the one and only time that I ever played a game from beginning. Until end without turning the console off. I think I paused it to like go poop or something, but that's it. And then Andrew calls. And then so was a straight my mom fear was poop. feeling bad. <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't that scary. The first one's scarier, but this one was good. But yeah. so my mom calls like towards. Well, the that end was of the, the one with the. It's not the Nemesis. It's the version before the Nemesis that's Resident chasing Evil you 2. around. Yeah, and and and. And the big hulking dude, I forget what he was called in that one. Does that sound like the big metal pointy helmet? No, that's uh, that's Silent Hill. But this was like a big dude in like a leather outfit. And in the third game, he was the nemesis or something like that with a missile launcher and he'd run fast. I didn't even play the third game. Really? Oh, that one was awesome. I played Code Veronica. Code Veronica, I remember that. I had had moved on. A missile launcher is not scary. Yeah, not really. I had moved on to. the, the Sega Dreamcast by then, so I uh, think I missed out on Nemesis. But anyway, um, so my mom called me, or maybe she didn't even call, but when she came home from work, she had brought Pizza Hut for me because she felt bad that I was sick. Oh. So, so I still had to play it up, but yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. But yeah, I'll have some pizza. And by then, I, I may have had beaten the game at that point. But um, so you played it straight. I played it hours? straight. I would say it was about seven hours straight of video gaming. Now the the other game that I skipped school for was um, because I felt guilty about having lied to my mom. Because you should. Sick. She brought you pizza home, she did. And, and you're like, oh, I don't, mom, don't know how this <laughs> Resident Evil got here. <laughs> mom, when you listen to this, I want you to know that I'm sorry and that I've had guilt for the last. 15 years on this. Um, and that's the reason why I didn't lie the next time I skipped school to go by Tekken 3. Ooh. Instead, I pretended like I was going to school 
but I went to McDonald's instead and killed like three hours there until the mall. You are a terrible son. Whoa. And a video game addict to boot. Yeah, it was it was worse than it is now. If I had a best son award, Tony would get it <laughs> hands down. So, um, so yeah, I killed time at McDonald's, and then I got went to the mall, and I actually ran into like a family friend um, at the mall, and I was like, "Don't tell my dad," and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm not gonna rat you out." So, um, so yeah, I, I went. I got Tekken three. I went home and I played the shit out of that. I don't think I played that one for seven hours because it's just a fighting game. I don't think yeah. you can kind of. Do that for that Unless moment. you have like tournament style where you have all your boys over. Yeah, and... it was just me in my bedroom playing Tekken 3. Nothing um, wrong with that. Yeah. So those are the two that like I just went kind of crazy for. Paul, did you have any video games that you... I know that you're a big NHL fan. You played all the... Well, not now, but you're really hardcore into all the NHL games. Yeah, I gave those up. Because drawing comic strips was more important. And I got... it was It's too intense. If I sit down to play NHL, I, I need to play... I need to, need to do the whole thing. I need to do the minor league system. I need to do the off-season yeah, stuff. Into I need to play all 82 games plus playoffs. I will leave no stone unturned. It's, you know, it's too much of a... That's, too much of a time investment. That's the thing that I think video games for our generation have now gotten to the point where they back a fire and... They're too immersive. Yeah. There's too much to do. You have too much control. You can't just go sit down and have a little fun button mashing experience with the majority of the games that are out there. I don't want to do that. I want to draft players. I want to watch them grow. I thought, I thought you never liked any like Mario Brothers, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Ninja Gaiden, uh, I mean, or anything like, like that. Yeah, back in the like Nintendo days. But as far as like sports games go, I thought. Yeah. Madden was going in a direction where I think there were there was a, a couple years you could take your NCAA team. They and still draft do. The players. They still, like, they still do that. So you I can was, play that whole season. Yeah, and I was really hoping that the NHL would do that. Would have the AHL game? Well, not the AHL game, but that you could take players from. You can't do that. Like NHL 13 and NHL oh. 14. Oh, I see what you're saying. And you can't saying, do it. Yeah. So you need to play as much as you can on that one game before the new game comes out. Because then the new game comes out when you're playing is well, already outdated. There was Even a, if they're doing roster updates, it's you're outdated. There was a point in time where I did that exact thing that you're talking about. I had NCAA. I played a whole season as the Pitt Panthers. Then went right into my Madden season. Drafted the players that I saw that were doing great. Mm-hmm. Put them on rosters. Yeah, that I shit mean, was fun. It's fucking crazy intense. A lot of time. A lot of fun to do it that way. There was a lag between... I think... Um, I think NHL 10 was the last the last video game I, I, I really played. I played, I think, four full seasons with the Kings. And then I think when I finished my last season, there wasn't enough time to start a new season before, before the new NHL one. 11 came out. So I just kind of stopped. But when I stopped, I had a couple, maybe two, three months off, and it was this this epiphany of, oh, my God. Look at all this fucking free time I have. <laughs> Look at all the time I have to do all this other shit. And I quit, and I never, I never went back. My, my PS3 is a glorified DVD player. Yeah, my PS3 is the Netflix Blu-ray machine at our house, and 
That's that's pretty much all. I haven't played I haven't video a video game, game in the longest time. Maybe it was Madden last year. Maybe I played it a couple times. Paul but. used to be into his fucking NHL games, though. He would tell me in detail, like, period by period, what happened as if it was a real game. And I'd have to sit there and be like, oh, really? well, well, tell me what happened in the second re- period. I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember it. There were giant chunks of my life where me and, and my, my good friend Artie, I think we spent the entire summer of 2008 just playing Madden with it. Just He'd come over after work, and we would play Madden until... One in the morning, and that's how we did it for an entire summer. I mean, I, I when, can't when you think of myself back, doing it now. When you look back, you think, oh, my God, I wasted my life. But I, it's fun. You yeah. Know, you're having a good time. If that's how you're going to spend your leisure time, that's cool. Um, I, I think another, like, another factor that besides that off time going into why I stopped playing video games is drawing comic strips. Yeah, I, I feel the same thing. Working on all that stuff, I mean, that takes precedence. I enjoy it. I think I get more out of it. Sure. So, I mean, I, I don't play any you can, video games You anymore. can sit back and have pride with something that you actually produce, whereas yeah. a video game, it's fun and everything, but you can't look at that video I, game that you played four sure. years from now and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't... Um, I don't play as much now because uh, my, my go-to hobby now is more... Um, playing the guitar mm-hmm. um, which I started playing about two years ago and I would just rather practice that than play video games like every once in a while something like The Last of Us will come out and that'll grab my attention but like I don't find myself getting every game and I mean I still love video games and I and I especially appreciate like those older style ones so like the old Mario's and yeah. stuff like that that just kind of take me back but like the new stuff like um, World of Warcraft. Yeah, I like, don't get into any of that shit. shit. Like, I couldn't possibly be less into that. We're nerds, there's, but that's a different kind of nerd that plays is. World there's, of Warcraft. There's gamer nerds, there are magic nerds. We're comic book comic and book nerds. media nerds, Movie maybe? Nerds, Movie? Star Wars nerd, for yeah. sure, for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all you've done for the last three weeks? We've recorded podcasts and you've played video games? Well, like I said, I did some laundry. Um... I, a lot of laundry. I saw Jaws. Ian, um, did you see Jaws? I did not see Jaws. No. He was busy reading comics. I did read some comics. Did you? Uh, I did read some comics. I um, I read some comics. I uh, try to learn how to use Twitter. I think you're doing okay. You're getting the hang of it. A little bit. Getting the hang of it. Yeah, I've like retweeted a couple <clears throat> things. Have you by chance insulted a comic book creator... <laughs> And have him uh, respond back to your nasty comments about his pride and joy. I feel like Did you that, do that, Matt? That sounds like a loaded question as if like there's a story behind it that I feel Paul might do a better job of telling a story. Well, well this is what we call in the podcast game a tease because... We, <laughs> Because we'll have to... If we're exposing all our secrets right now, Paul's ordering the pizza. So. <laughs> hey, no, this no, is no, like... No. What? What? No, 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 no. I'm not ordering pizza. They just know when to show up. That's true. Like Behind the, the scenes, McSauce. It's like a magician revealing all of his tricks. This is how you saw a woman in half. This is how we determine our pizza break. This is our pizza timing. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we can get to that, um, which is kind of a funny story. But uh, So back to video games. Let's talk a little more video games. Sure, sure. Uh, Ian, what... Do you have a favorite game of all time? Ah, God, it's got to... It, I got to separate them between regular video games and Madden. Okay, because so Madden was like... The crown seriously, jewel. it was like a lifestyle mm-hmm. for me. For like... I would have to say from 2001, whenever the PlayStation 2 came yeah. out, that was the game that I got. And it just blew my... I stood in... When PlayStation 2 came out, I stood in line for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I waited at Best Buy... I got up to the line and bought the bought the PlayStation, ran home and played it, and then I took the PlayStation Two over to my buddy's house and played it with him, and um, it was and, and Madden was the the key thing that pushed me into that. Yeah. So I I you know I mean, and like I was referencing before, I'd spend I'd spend months of time mm-hmm. just hanging out with my boys, you know, and and playing Madden for hours and hours and days and days and days and. We would go on vacation to beautiful Ocean City. What would we do we'd for an entire day? We'd bring our PlayStations down. We would play Madden. Now, when we could be out on the beach, but we would play Madden. Um, did you ever deviate from Madden and try the NFL 2K football game? I, I did, and, uh, and even before that, on PlayStation 1, my fa- one of my favorite games of all time is... Uh, NFL Game Day game that day, was made yeah. by like 989 9, 9, Studios yeah. and I loved uh, Game Day the, the, well, 96, 97 franchise. those were really good um, uh, I'd say of non-sports video games uh, I Legend of Zelda all of those games so good um, if, I, if I'm ever going to buy a Wii U it's going to be whenever the new Legend of Zelda comes out uh, I, I, I've 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 probably played I, I want to say I played every single one of those except for like the Game Boy versions yeah. of them What's but, what's the best Zelda game? The original? Ah oh man, I really like A Link to the Past. That's my favorite. I like that one. I like Ocarina of Time. That one's really good mm-hmm. as well. And um, I like the the Shadow Princess for. I don't know that one. That it was for I think it was for GameCube. Okay. And that one was really cool where you could turn into a wolf and you had all this different weird shit. Oh, um, Twilight. Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Yeah. The thing I like about the Legend of Zelda is and it goes into continuity. Where they they have basically the same story all the time, but they talk about it because it's the it, as if it's a legend. It's this is the legend of Zelda, and this is the reinterpretation oh, of cool. something that everybody knows. And this is just a different version of that story. So they can make these games forever because it's just a legend. It's I just never how thought you of it like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that that's what I like about the Legend of Zelda. You can have the main parts of it all the time, but it can always be different because it's somebody yeah. else telling you. Yeah. About that story, I'm I'm surprised that you picked the Legend of Zelda as your yeah. favorite game. I, I thought that you were gonna tell me that Double Dragon. Oh. Was your favorite game. <laughs> I like Double Dragon a lot. I liked. What oh, somebody didn't that? like me liking Double Dragon. It's a little uh, little after the fact fireworks going on. Mm-hmm. A little celebration. Oh no, I've seen your neighborhood, dude. I don't think that was a firework. <laughs> you mean the neighborhood of? Twizzler Studios, sponsored by Pizza Hut. Yes, and what's that? Oh, uh, the, uh, that's the Firewater Fire Cafe. Sponsors the podcast. The Firewater <laughs> Green Room, or Red Room, if you will. <laughs> Red Room. Um, so, so yeah, we had touched on the NFL 2K series. Did you, by chance, play the NFL 2K5 game? Um, I only played it. I worked at Toys R Us for a long time, and during those years, we had Dreamcast set up. 
and I would play the NFL 2K pretty that much on that. That was after the Dreamcast. That oh, was, was it? Okay. It was on PlayStation, PlayStation? and Xbox. No, I, I guess yeah. I, I guess I didn't play. I only played the Dreamcast. It was the one. I think it had Randy Moss on the cover, mm-hmm. and they sold it for twenty bucks because they were going to take on Madden that year, and they wanted. They were like, we know we have a better game than Madden. Here it is for twenty dollars. And the no, e- I lied. That wasn't Randy Moss on the cover. I think it, was it was Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens when and, he was an Eagle, right? And the year after that. The uh, Madden bought all the NFL rights, yes. so there were no other. There was no other competition. Madden wasn't as good after that. I agree. It hasn't been the same since, and that's a shame because I used to love playing video game football. Mm-hmm. In a way, they've done me a service because now I don't get like too invested or anything. Yeah. But uh, sports games since then just haven't been the same for me. Yeah. Ever since it transitioned mm-hmm. over to the PlayStation Three. Yeah. I, I remember getting out. I was all excited and. It didn't feel it didn't feel quite the same, and I tried to make myself like it as much as I did the previous generation. Man, yeah. that my PlayStation Two, I don't know. I wish it logged hours that you had it on because I I fucking crushed my PlayStation Two in the ground with playing video games. Paul, are you still in the podcast? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so uh, we were talking about our favorite games, and we will get back to comics. Don't worry. But do you have a favorite game of all time? Um, probably the last NHL game that I played. It, I think it gave me everything I wanted out of a out of a video game sports game, except a multiplayer franchise mode. Yeah. And I think I think they added that in the the year oh, after shit. or the year after that. But by then, uh, I was out of playing, and I just. What if I bought that for you for? Your birthday? Would you play it? I wouldn't play it. I think my video game days are done. I'll, you know, maybe dick around on a Wii or something. Or, but um, I don't think I will ever sit down and purposely, purposefully on my own by myself play a video game again. For as immersed as you were, I'm very surprised that you're able to go cold turkey like that. I am as surprised. As anyone. Well, I think it also, it's not so cold turkey. It, it went over a couple of years of just not being as enthused about your season. Oh, no. I was I was in. Yeah? I was balls deep in that last season. Yeah. Like, I played four Paul seasons. Paul is often balls deep in many different I played four holes. seasons with the Rangers. Oh, Jesus. Fucking Rangers. Why? I played, I played all the fucking time. You couldn't keep me away from an NHL video game, but that last season... I had that lag, and then it was just fucking eye-opening. It was like the sun came out. I was like, fuck, I can do all this other shit. And that was it. Did, I, you, did you have, like, a favorite non-sports game? Like, sharply, um, like, Zelda. What, what was your thing? Uh, I'm so not a fucking video game guy. The, the game I probably logged, well, the game I definitely logged the most consecutive hours. I thought my <clears throat> original Nintendo was going to catch on fire. By the time I was finished, was Wizards and Warriors. Oh, jeez, oh, what man, a random in. ass uh, pick! Because though. you I couldn't, think. you couldn't save, yeah. and when you died, you started at way the, the fuck back at the beginning. Yeah, yeah those Wizards and Warriors was the little beard guy with no, the he was a knight. no, no beard. He, he didn't a, have a beard. He was a knight. I knew he was a knight, but he, wasn't he a knight with a beard? I don't think he had. A he beard. wasn't. To the Google. Yeah. But I or oh that's is that ghosts and goblins ghosts or ghosts and, and goblins or something ghosts and goblins had the little the guy with the beard who like if you got touched then your armor would fall off and you were like just in your little 
Are yeah, Wizards and Warriors did not have... Did not have... Oh, my God. Looking at some of these screenshots takes me fucking right back. It, it, I played this game for so many fucking hours, but I was yeah. determined to beat it. I got up one morning. It was to the point where I was ripping through the first so many levels because I played them so many times because I died so many times. And eventually, I beat it, and it There's, was... That reminds me, there's like on YouTube, some dude recorded himself playing Super Mario Brothers, like the original one, mm -hmm. and he does it like in record time, so he just like runs through like each level, and I mean, he... Did he use the like the Did time he use warps? the warps? Yeah, he uses the warps, but like each level that he plays... It's still fun to do plays, it that way, though. Each level that he plays, he just runs through. It's amazing. Like, the precision of this player is like, I mean, it's incredible, but you've got to think, what a... My old buddy Neil video uh, videotaped when piece. he beat uh, when he beat Punch Out. Uh, I was punch never out. a Punch Out guy. I never really got into Punch Out. Well, the or Excite Bike or Neil, the Karate one. Our old our old buddy Neil. He was he was the video game guy years and years ago, and he was the first one. He he called me late at night because he finally got the first NHL game. The first EA NHL game that had the licenses for all the NHL logos. What was that, like 91? NHL 91? It was late, it was past my bedtime, and Neil called, you gotta come see this, you gotta come see this. So I begged my mom, I was like, you gotta let me run down Neil's. So I went down, and it was mind-blowing actually seeing a shitty fucking ass Sprint. Los Angeles Kings <laughs> kind of, sort of logo on the screen. It, it, and that was it. I was in, I was in from then. I... I Pretty much had every EA hockey game up until they sucked. There were a lot. There were a couple good nine eight nine years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I want to say, show for a couple Face years. Off. Yeah, two K games were really good for yeah, a couple until years on the Dreamcast. Brian and I bought a really bad Wayne Gretzky's hockey game one year. Yeah. Yikes! Because I remember the nine eight nine games. Um, we, me, Paul, Briz, and uh, your old roommate Ben and uh, Sip, and Sip and Steve too. Yeah. We had um, a season on the old 989. When they would allow you to play multiplayer the, in a season. The NHL Face-Off, I believe, was the franchise, right? Fa yeah. yeah, I think it was Face-Off. And we had six seven, six guys playing a season, and we would have we hung banners in your old apartment. And, uh, I mean, it would get heated. I still, I still have two in the garage. It would get heated. and um, yeah, yeah, they were intense. It was, they were intense season. There was a lot of almost... Uh, we're a bunch of pretty relaxed, peaceful guys. We almost got into a lot of fistfights. There was a lot of almost beating me. Because there was a... Yeah, you were very dominant. You were very dominant. It was... It was all, it's probably one of the reasons I had to quit. It was too, too, I was too intense. I it, think, no, yeah. it wasn't that. I was too, I was too yeah. insane about yeah. it. You were pretty insane. I was all in. It. I had to get out. We would do... We would... There would be a lot of uh, anti-Paul propaganda. We would make buttons and... Fucking assholes. That's what you guys were. <laughs> and banners. And we would sit... You know, <laughs> you guys would sit close up to the screen and back... A little further back is the couches. And it was like the fan section. And back when me and Steve were friends, we would sit back there <laughs> and cheer. I never had any support, no matter who I played. Because you won all the time. What do you fucking want? People like a champion. Front I was runners. consistent. You were very consistent. You were very good. So Wizards and Warriors, I guess, Wizards. is the long answer to yeah. that question. Just because it, it occupied so much of my childhood. It made me so mad. It was so satisfying to finally beat it. 
Like after that, I broke it in half and then lit it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Another crazy thing about uh, we were talking about banners that we made, and I, in my Madden seasons, I would write. <laughs> articles about my team oh, no. i would write articles about my team no, you, this is recording you don't and i would write these big long articles about what my team did in the playoffs and i'd send them to brian oh my god <laughs> well no well we did Do you that still have any of those we did that for the hockey seasons too yeah we yeah we did sports illustrated covers we made fake Holy yeah we shit. did make fake sports illustrated covers yeah. i might have some of those and we also did, uh, we had fake websites. Like, we had, like, a GeoCities site where you could go on. Oh, that's right. You remember that? I love it. I love it that Matt is the most embarrassed <laughs> of the three of us right now. Because <laughs> oh, we were sitting here poo-pooing, like, oh, we don't play video games. But when we did, <laughs> we created fucking magazines I and like, propaganda. I like to think that he's, he, the, this insane look on his face isn't so much you guys are nuts, but... Oh my god, there's more of me out there. No, uh, you I guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> we did have Sports Illustrated. I mean, I like games, but I never wrote shit about them. I wrote, and um, it's not like I wrote a couple of articles. I have like seven, <laughs> I have like seven seasons, different teams. I was San Francisco oh. one year, and <laughs> Bill Cowher got fired from the Steelers, and I picked him up in San Francisco. And I wrote oh these God. big glowing articles about Coach I Cowher. I remember I was, I guess you could call me a subscriber to that particular <laughs> brand of publication because oh I, I didn't play that NFL season. I never played NFL. Yeah. But you sent me those, and I would read them. I knew what was up in your Madden franchises. Like, you would ask me questions about completely fictitious, computer-created characters. Because I've, I wrote multiple articles, and they dominated. I would sit down to watch a real Steelers game and be like, where's Kurt Warner? <laughs> <laughs> to the oh, point where traded for him. To, to the point where I would fall in love like there's I, I played one one season. I played 12 consecutive seasons as the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I wish I could have done that so bad in the NHL. And to this day there's a soft spot in my heart for Achilles Smith who really only played like three years and sucked dick. But in my head, he was a three-time NFL champion who who went out on a stretcher, who, whose career ended with an injury on the field in the middle of his like fifth MVP season. Really? Yeah, yeah, That's really. I wish I could... Cool. Tell me more. This is... <laughs> so, yeah, we liked video games. So uh, now that now that we talk this out and we verbalize it, I, I, I feel good for getting out. <laughs> I feel like a weight has been lifted. I like that we have shocked Matt with some of this insanity. I thought I was a big gamer nerd. Well, well you are. I mean, you're the, you're the resident yeah. McSauce gamer now. Yeah. I think it speaks to Molly because we were lunatics. I think it speaks to probably me and and Paul's. Um, compulsive personalities. <laughs> it, so, put, it puts things in perspective, having Matt here shocked at, the, at what's transpired, because if it, if it was just me and Ian, we'd be like, oh yeah, that's the most normal thing ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, a Madden game, especially as they got older and older, 
like would take longer. You know, like they would yeah. take an hour to complete one game. So you go through twelve seasons. I played sixteen 12. times twelve. Plus playoffs. Plus playoffs. Plus, playoffs. plus the time it takes to write articles, like plus off season. Plus off season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to the point where the final season that I played, there might have been a handful of regular players that started the game as rookies that were still... Everybody else was a computer-generated player that I fucking knew who they were. I was like, ah, shit, Chicago has, you know, Tunch McGraw. He's a great quarterback and shit like that. Like, I knew who those dudes were. Yeah. Yeah, I had a guy, I forget what his first name was. His last name was Caldwell. During one of my one of my many Los Angeles Kings franchises, and he was he was amazing. He came out of nowhere. Keith Grand was my last fake player. He was a big Keith Grand. Keith Grand. He was a big oh, Grand G R A N G R A N big Canadian kid. He was like six seven. He came out of nowhere and dominated on my third line. Keith Love that that fake guy. I, I had I got so bored now, after. What, what was nice about Keith Grand? And I don't know if you you must have run into this in, in Madden. I don't know how Madden did it, but the NHL franchise would always use the same last names. It's like they couldn't so, create yeah. their own last names. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was like, like his John, family. You yeah, have like John Gretzky, you know, like Steve Lemieux. Like you never have like unique guys. So when I yeah. found someone like Keith Grand, who wasn't a real player, every so often you'd stumble across them. Like I felt the the compulsion to draft them, even if they <laughs> because of their real names. Yeah, just because I wasn't getting getting you know Gordon Eiserman. I got so bored in my Madden seasons after my twelve year run with the Bengals. In that same version of that same game, I played nine years with the then Arizona Cardinals. Did you? Pick I moved teams? them. Is that what it was? Yeah, I did pick okay. shit because it's no. I'm a Steelers fan. We live in Pittsburgh. It's no fun to play with the Steelers. So I, I picked the Arizona. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I picked the Arizona Cardinals, and I was so bored that I changed their jerseys, moved yeah. them, moved them to Los Angeles. Like played a season where the fans just hated me, and nobody showed up. Like oh, it was, cool. it was pretty interesting. I, I liked, uh, I liked doing all that stuff. It was, it was fun to do. It was totally insane, but it was a lot of fun. I um, I've I've immersed myself in multiple seasons per game before, but but to me the all-time greatest sports game is NFL 2K5, the twenty dollar NFL 2K5, the final great sports video game. <laughs> um, I mean that game was so ahead of its time. I still feel like they haven't caught up to it. It makes me mad that they that they, you know cornered the market yeah. on those because I think that after that 2K tried to make another game they without did, licensed without players it wasn't and the same. Yeah, yeah. I you have to in this day and age you have to have the real players yep. playing. Yep. So, anyway, that was a good one, but my all-time favorite um would have to be Heavy Rain. It's oh. it's a newer game on the PlayStation 3, but it's about like the hunt for a serial killer. Really cool stuff. Um, but if we're going old school, I'd probably go Golden Axe. Golden Axe? Yeah, on the Sega Genesis. I'm trying to think. I liked Gauntlet as well. Gauntlet was pretty cool. Was where you could, that sounds familiar. It was like a top-down kind of deal where uh, you like could Zelda? pick... 
Yeah, where you could pick, and you'd run through these mazes and oh, hordes of... Oh, is that of, where you could pick, like, an elf? Or you could be an elf or, or a hot chick, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. that was a little bit RPG style, like, with leveling up and I shit. think so, yeah, yeah. It's like, really real broad. I it, but... And I, I remember Golden Axe a little bit. That was, like, one of the original Sega games, like... Yeah. Like, around um, Ultra Beast era, yeah. like, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, when the Genesis first came out, I think it was a launch game. It had, um... You could play as three characters. You could play as like a barbarian, some kind of Amazon woman, and uh, the third character was like a dwarf. Mm-hmm. And in Gauntlet? No. No, in Golden Axe. Um, but same setting style, like medieval, kind of like fantasy world. Um, I, I mean, what I liked about it was it was the first one of the first games where you played it in the arcade, and then you finally played it on your Genesis at home. And, uh, and, I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> Behind the scenes, Paul just looked at Matt's arm and lifted up his shirt. Well, does it, does I lifted it up out? the sleeve. Is that not part shirt. of a shirt? Yeah, but don't make it sound like I'm going for his belly button. <laughs> That's next. That's a roundabout way That's to after dinner. Arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's got to dine you first. He <laughs> whined you earlier with the fire water. What, what what were we looking Dining at? Dining is next, and you know what's after that. I don't even remember Dessert. what we were talking about, because you just out of nowhere just lifted what, up his sleeve. What were you inspecting? Matt's left arm is a Star Wars tattoo sleeve. Up until now, and I'm not even sure if they are what I think they are. Well, let's find out. I didn't out. think there were Jawas on your arm. Are those Jawas? I see like what you're talking about. on your arm. I see what you're talking about, but I don't think that that's this what they This looks they like are. a hood with two eyes, and this looks like a hood with two eyes. Am I going to have to take a picture of this for the fans? I'll take a picture of it right now. It looks... I, I like it. I, I I would like to think that's what it is. It's kind of a subtle... Fans, you're going to have to decide there. if this is a Jawa or Flex not. for the good people. Don't give me... Don't give me a limp shit. Oh, it's Diesel. Look out! <laughs> <clears throat> Did you really just say, don't give me limp shit? Yeah. Oh. No one wants limp shit. Right, um, ladies? No one wants limp shit. I I am, this Saturday, getting uh, the rest of my outline colored in mm-hmm. on, my, on my tattoo sleeve if we have any fans that want to come out and witness me going under the needle. Where are you going to be getting tattooed? Give them a plug. I am going to the Great Black Cat Tattoos in lovely Lawrenceville on Butler Street um, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I've never been to the new location, but I understand it is quite lovely. If you follow little depressed Matt, he will tweet out whenever he's going, so you can follow him and be there. Yeah, and, and the artist's name is Jason Lambert, um, the best tattoo artist in Pittsburgh. I agree. Yeah, yes, yeah. he, he does good work. I, thank you. He does good work. <clears throat> so, did we cover enough on video games? The, the we never... Video game <laughs> 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 um, dealer's I, choice. Yeah, I think so. It was dealer's choice. You were warned faithful listeners and, hey, actually you requested this faith, faithful listeners while we're talking about video games no I mean they wanted to hear some 
more fun stuff. While we're pointing out like other people's bodies and things right now, uh, I've been noticing as I look over at you, when, when I see your profile, your mustache hair, you have some long ones that you missed, <laughs> and they are bothering me so much tonight. I want to pluck them out for you. Well, you tweezers? As, as, as soon as we do the pizza party, I'll take care of those. So do you know that, what I'm talking about? Like, no, I don't. My apparently can you feel them? my clippers don't get up that high. Yeah, they're I'll just, take care of them. Just though. on the left side. I'll take care of them. Do you see what I mean? Don't they bother you too? I'm no, a very uh, yeah, yeah. I can't see them Turn and your head for him. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I'll take care of them. Thank you. We want you to be comfortable. We don't want you to be distract distracted by. Uh... Is that why you touched my arm earlier? Yeah, seriously. We we don't want you to be distracted. But in the middle of a story, I'm just gonna creepily touch your arm. Don't I worry. Was concerned about those potential Jawas, and what sucks is that the picture I took, they don't look like Jawas whatsoever. <laughs> no, we'll we'll let the fans decide on that as well. So Ian, I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion on. Three books you read while we were all talking about Star Star Wars for the last three weeks. Okay. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, DC has put out two uh, a miniseries and now I guess an ongoing series, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, this new one is uh, featuring the writing of Keith Giffen and... I'm not sure. The lovely who... Keith Giffen. Pop Mahan does the art. Yeah, I knew it was something strange. Pop, Pop Mahan? Pop Mahan? M-H-A-N? Pop Mahan? Pop Mahan. Pop Mahan. Like Pop P-O-P? Yeah, like P-O-P. Yeah. You think that's a nickname, or do you think that's his real name? Uh, I don't know. I don't There's know. a lot of comic artists out there that don't like using their real names. You mean like Milks, M-I-L-X? <sighs> like Milks, yes, or Chris right. Cross. Frank Quietly. Right. What's his real name again? It's like fucking Joe Blow or something. I don't Vincent know. Vincent Deegan. Yeah. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent Deegan. Um, <clears throat> in the first three issues of uh, He-Man, uh, we get introduced to uh, Hordak and the Evil Horde, and I guess I'm I'm not too clear on this female Hordak. That we're introduced well, to. Well, she's not female Hordak. She's, she's just wear, wearing, like, now, the Hordak mask. Let's back up for a second. So you have a, a character named Hordak, and, and he's associated with a, an organization called the Evil Horde. Yes. Now, is that, like, a coincidence? Like, or do you think that, like, Hordak went out and found... Well, the Horde's the even, evil... like, an acronym, too, isn't it? When they, like... Isn't it? No, I don't... I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I thought it so. was. Do you think he was, like, on Craigslist, and he's like, this group would be perfect for me because my name is Hordak. No, I think he named them after he got them. Okay, so they're... Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I gotcha. For some reason I thought... Matt, you're not a He-Man guy? Uh, I loved it when I was a kid, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, really? <clears throat> I would like to uh, to read the current series, but I have many other things to read. Yeah, you're not, and you're not reading any of them. Well, that's not true. I, I am reading some of them, but not many of them. I think you need to put an M in front of any. Okay, you're not reading many of them. That's right. Uh, However, I did play some Last of Us. That's good. That's good. You know, which people which need to know when when they tune in to listen to the McSoft's video game podcast. Dealer's choice, man. This dealer's choice. It's true. Dealer's choice. I have 
I have no, uh, no defense for that. Maybe I was thinking mask and those dickheads and what they were doing. But anyway, He-Man's fighting, uh, the, the evil horde comes from, I'm imagining it, imagining that it's Etheria. Um, that would follow. It, did they, do they say that? Because I don't remember them saying that it's Etheria. Isn't Etheria She-Ra's dimension? But that's who She-Ra fights. Right. Now, now here's a question about He-Man. When he turns from Prince Adam into He-Man, by lifting the sword right. and saying the, the um, say it. Don't, chant. Say you know it. what it is. Don't act like you don't. Say By it. the power of Grayskull, I have the power. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know if you'd get the power after that lame chant, but... You know what it is? It's chant? So he, he says the words, and then he transforms into a different person? It, or is he... Just granted powers. It depends upon which version that you watch. Um, in newer versions, it seems like Prince Adam has changed into a different, you know, mystical hero, because his his body shape not changes. Not in not in this comic series. <clears throat> so is it more like a Shazam thing where his body just kind of changes, the, but he's still the same? Was, what was the late early two thousands cartoon where he you're was telling me that this cat side, right side here style character is as muscled. Uh, all right, I, I guess as he does. <clears throat> I guess he does bulk up in that comic. But in the in the cartoon, I had a feeling that well, it was the old almost, 80s cartoon. He, he was, was the same dude. He was but, diesel. The but whole that time. was because filmation was lazy yeah. and just threw the clothes layer on top. So, but now yeah, it's like a Shazam. Okay, but it, it's the same guy. It's not this different character, right? Same no, guy. no, it's the same guy. Why is he tanner? I can understand getting because he has muscular. to be nakeder. I was always excited and that's more attractive. because because in my head he turned biracial and I was like yes that's exactly who would he be more powerful. Wait, does the blonde hair kind of bother at least that's you? what my mom told me. <laughs> What's that? The blonde hair. What biracial guy do you know that has blonde hair? He man. Oh okay. The fucking blonde straight and, hair. Uh, the song and, guy. and the guy from the song song uh, guy. Cisco yeah. and um and one of the guys from Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Matt Black dudes with blonde hair. <laughs> but, um... Uh... What were we talking about? He we're man. talking about where, where well, Adam gets but his where powers. Adam, where he gets it. Well, he gets them from Castle Grayskull. What I like about this current comic series is that... I thought it was the sword. I would the say sword that the, the, sword, the sword is channeling the power from Grayskull. The sword... Okay. By the power so of Grayskull. Right? The the ring to the Green Lantern. Yeah. Okay, channeling so, the willpower. Yeah, because he even so says it. He says, by the power of Grayskull. If Prince Adam is out and he needs to turn into He-Man, he needs... Yeah, he can't turn into He-Man he without the... sword. Yeah, he can't turn into He-Man without what the if, sword. What if the sword gets broken? It doesn't. I don't think it can. It's, it's made out of... It's the sword of power. It's made out of adamantium. <laughs> it's made out of... What's, With a core of vibranium. What is... Thor's hammer made out of? It's made out of mystical shit. I don't know. So I really Thor's don't know. Hammer made out of. I don't what know. is Mjolnir made of? I don't know. If He-Man swung his sword against Thor's hammer... Who would win in a fight? What What? What <laughs> weapon <laughs> would break? What weapon would break? I don't know. But now, now He-Man's sword it. isn't, like, it isn't determined that it's unbreakable, right? I don't know. You're the He-Man expert. I, I, I think it, I just know I that he's it, biracial. It is unbreakable because it's been through. I just knew like it's been through. King so Randor much, got his freak So much shit, and that's really what Skeletor's after all this time. 
Now, in the cartoon, Skeletor, or, or is it in the toy series, Skeletor has the other half of the sword of in power. In the toys, he has the other half. Yeah. But in the show, he just has a, He just has the... He just has the staff. staff. I always liked it being two halves of one sword. That's but it doesn't cool. make any sense that Skeletor's sword wouldn't be as, as powerful as He-Man's, because well, He-Man's can turn him into side. shit. He-Man's got the light side. But wouldn't he be able to control the power Space of Grayskull? Balls. But he doesn't have... Wouldn't he be able to control the power of Grayskull as well? But in the... in the You mean in the toy mythology? Yeah, because there were com- so, there were little um, comic books that came, little mini comic books that told... A no, pretty... because, because his half of the sword isn't imbued with the power of Grayskull. Now... Why? Because the sorceress didn't bestow that power on him. Can... Wasn't it whole at one point, and then it got split, and then she gave the power to one half? Fucking no, you're asking me to remember stuff from so, 1983. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought we were talking about <laughs> He-Man. The, the power is within the sword. Going, like, deep cuts. The power is within the sword, so can anybody pick up the sword, enchant the words, and become... Gee, in theory, no, the, shouldn't no, it? The, like, the power... could Orko do it, and then he's He-Orko? It's, it's, it's a you, lot like... You would Thor, think, It's right? a lot like Thor's hammer. Adam's chosen... For uh, a reason. Because he's worthy. Right. Okay. So I believe Prince Adam could pick up Mjolnir. Because he think, is worthy. Don't you think um, Man in Arms is pretty fucking worthy too, though? Yeah, like, I he, think so too. He's, he's pretty, pretty pure of heart. What does it take to pick up the Sword of Power? What because in theory... can pick because up the Sword maybe, of Power. Maybe you have to be biracial. Yeah, that's how you're... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they do it but he's on affirmative action. But, but, but he's just a white dude when he's hauling that sword around, that's so... That's true. And Skeletor could pick it up, in theory. What would Anyone... Skeletor... What does Skeletor want to do with it whenever he finally gets it? Gets the power of Grayskull and gets into Grayskull because Grayskull is where all the that's great the magic sexy, of Eternia is where housed. the sexy sorceress is in that. Right. Who's dead in this current comic series. I found that out by reading the comic book that we're talking about right now. Oh, that's cool. So, three issues in, did you enjoy this? these, these issues? I'll tell you what I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy any of the characters with light-colored hair in the non-inked oh, ink, like hair lines that they had. They're all just... So the art leaves you a little bit unsatisfied. Oh, uh, a little bit. It's a little hit and miss for is me. Is the story good? Uh, the, the story's good. Did you read... The, the six-issue miniseries before this. I didn't read them all the way, and I just realized this as I read through here and found out that the Sorceress is dead. Because the six-issue miniseries was kind of a giant clusterfuck of creators and people coming on and off the book. Wasn't it just Robinson did one issue and then Keith Giffen took over? And that, yeah, but it was you know, Keith Giffen writing the scripts from Robinson's plots and... Philip Tan was supposed to draw everything, but then Pop Mahan came in. <clears throat> so the original, that miniseries was a mess. But these three issues, they're all Giffen and Man, and they, they're running the show from the very beginning. So right. it feels like a much more <clears throat> concise story. It feels, it's, it's way tighter. So you've read this as well? Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. So you bought the singles? Mm-hmm. And Ian, Ian decided to uh, to go the comicsology route. I was behind. I bought them because Paul said that they were really good. I'm a big He-Man guy. They're they're also a dollar cheaper, uh, except for the current issue being DC Comics because on comicsology comics are one dollar cheaper once they're a month old. That's true. Except so. DC Comics. No, DC is the company that does that. Marvel, oh. 
discounts their books, but they do it like way later. Yeah, they don't have a set kind of thing. They um they have Marvel Mondays where you can buy um a certain amount of books or a certain arc for yeah. ninety nine cents, which is always nice. To I was try to this do. close. For, for you listeners that can't see my thumb and index finger, they're really fucking close together. I was this close to, to getting the uh, Mark Wade, Ron Garney, Captain America run over the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. but, um, what year was, is that from? Uh, late 90s, I think. Maybe is that early before 2000s. the John uh, Cassidy stuff? Or Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I was, I was so close, but I remembered, because their sales end at 11 o'clock. Yeah. At night. And I remembered when, like, I was sitting in the theater to see Jaws. I remembered. And Jaws started at 10. Well, actually, they started it really late. So it's like 10.30. And I'm like, yeah, oh, know if we I got to hurry up and buy these things. So I went to buy them, but there was, like, no, um, like, cell coverage in the in the theater. And I couldn't get on Comixology and buy them on my phone. I was really disappointed. Foiled. So I missed it. Foiled by the Oaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our home, our home base for talking about watching movies. So you don't like non-inked hairlines in I, He-Man? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't necessarily like this, um, you know... Uh, the villainous? La- Lady Hordak, whatever. I, I don't really like Can that. that. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't really even like... Now, Hordak, as they're representing him, is kind of... Kind of tied in. He's he's like, um, yeah, that's a big Tila butt. <laughs> Hordak is kind of like, how would you describe him? He's sort of uh, connected to a bunch of ten. He has like tentacles coming out of him, and he's kind of a mass of things. Yeah, and it's hard to explain. He's very he's very behind the scenes. So far, he's still in Etheria, just commanding troops. Yeah. But I, th- I think he still has the full capability of coming undone from whatever machine he's attached to and being a re- being the action figure we're familiar with. I prefer for them to not even show him because when they talk about, oh my god, not the vampiric Hordak of legend, oh, you shitting me, that, that kind of stuff. Have they come out and said that that is Hordak? They haven't come out and said that, I'm assuming. That may not be Hordak. Or they, that may be some weird version okay. of him. And we see that it's different later. They haven't come out and said it, but in his face, it sure shit looks like it. So that's what I'm going with. What what I'm enjoying so far is that Skeletor and the regular bad guys, Beastman, our man, they haven't been in this so far. That's so you cool. hate the regular bad guys? No, I, I love the regular they're bad guys. They're holding back on but them. But I, I love what they're doing with it. That they're, they're pulling well, back from those guys. And there's Because they did... They did them like a greatest hit style in the miniseries. Yeah. yeah. And there's even a line in, in these, I think it's in issue three, where someone says, I wonder how Skeletor's forces are doing against yeah. Hordak. Because Hordak's coming for everybody, not just the good guys. Not just the so called masters of the universe. Um, I'm interested in checking that out because just looking at it. Especially the cover with all the villains on it, it reminds me of like how well designed all these villains are. I mean, like we've talked about who has the best rogues gallery: Batman, Spider-Man, whatever. Um, holy shit! Fucking He Man. That's a yeah. That's a that's a great point. We both just looked at each other like He Man's is pretty tight. Yeah, because if you even if you count Hordak as because we will because She-Ra 
Nobody watched that show. <laughs> but Hordak being another part of it, and then you count in the Snake Men. Do you remember those yeah. dudes? The Snake King Men were his. pretty. Well, not yeah. only that, but like He-Man's allies too. Like there's so many great characters. Um, yeah, fuck, I'm gonna be reading this. Yeah, Hasbro, uh, Hasbro really went nuts, and guys like Paul Dini, who wrote the series, did a great job fleshing out who those characters were based only on what the figure looked like. I would let you take these three home with you tonight, Matt, if I knew you would read them. I'll, I'll just get them on Comixology. Don't worry okay. about it. But, Fair. yeah, um, they even poke fun because a lot of He-Man, as you know, podcasters, a lot of He-Mans, rogues and, uh, you know, fellow heroes are kind of silly. Mechanek, Tila talks a lot of shit on a dude who has a mechanical neck, which is a pretty <laughs> fucking lame, you know, superpower attribute. I always, I always felt like Stratos was the Boba Fett of the He-Man mythology. Yeah, Stratos really? is awesome. Yeah, that he was, he was that like cult favorite. He was the yeah. fucking kind of monkey bird guy that could fly. Really, he was kind of soft spoken behind the scenes, kind of like oh. the snake eyes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent call. Good call. I'm... And even I like Stratos, maybe because he hasn't been. Blown out in the popular culture. You just wait. Now that we've talked head. about him here, <laughs> yeah, it's on, all on the popular over. McSauce comic book podcast, aka the McSauce video game podcast. I never he got that feeling about out. Stratus. I always thought he was pretty fucking lame. Really? What? I think you're lame. I whoa, <laughs> a lot of Strat the Stratus Nation in here. <laughs> no, I mean, I I never got that feeling that he was that popular. I really <laughs> didn't. Like I was, uh, I liked uh, Zodak. I thought he was cool. Zodak, I, yeah. I would say that he would be. He was kind of cool. fringe. He would be, popular. but he, he was like too naked. He was taken <laughs> seriously. Wait a second. And he was too naked. Stratos he, was just as naked. The He-Man he universe gray. has nothing but yeah, two naked dudes fur, in it. Kind of though. Right? But like yeah. Mossman Zodak has was nothing but kinda... underwear. He-Man yeah, had, had like, a little tankini thing going on. All they had was the furry underpants. Oh, you know what? I think I lost his, like, his shell he, on yeah, his torso. Yeah, 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 so yeah, all yeah, he was yeah. left with was just the little barbarian Speedos. <laughs> Whoever made barbarian Speedos on Eternia made a fucking mint. Because everybody had those yeah. barba- wooly, mm. wooly briefs. So, <laughs> wooly briefs. Jumping off subject for a second. No, let's talk I about wooly briefs. We're going to get back to this. I don't know if it's the coloring on your Voltron t-shirt, but I have never seen the Voltron logo look so much like the African flag. <laughs> You're just a racist, and, <laughs> and, and it totally correct. looks like it. Wow. He kind of has you God there. damn. Yeah, there if you, are. If you nope. look at the Voltron logo, which is a solid gradient of reds, greens, and blues, and yellows. Because the blue fades out on the, the blue, shirt. Yeah, the blue fades out in the straight African flag style. I think it's cool that you went out and you bought the most black Voltron shirt that you could. Well, you know me. Uh, that's my thing. I appreciate that. Yeah. There's blue in here. I, all, I, all, I guess I always related, speaking of the black guy. I always related Stratos to Panthro from Thundercats, who was clearly the black guy in the Thundercats universe. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely I'm was. I'm not as familiar with the uh, Thundercats, so I can't. No? 
No. I had a couple figures because I thought they were really cool, but I don't really remember watching the show much at all. I want to say that I celebrate anything that had action figures, any cartoon, or even, even if you didn't have a cartoon... I was getting into your stuff. Battle Beast, I got some of that yeah, shit. Silver Hawks. Did you have Crystar? Crystar, I did have fucking Crystar, and I have a Crystar fucking co- Marvel comic book. Holy Christar. shit! I'll have Bring to that dig shit that shit in. out. Yeah. Because I remember Crystar the action was, figure. He was so fucking awesome he looking. He was awesome, but I lost his cool helmet. And yeah, because it was flimsy and shit. <laughs> and he was he, another guy. He, he only had underwear. Was, what, yeah, he was shirtless. Do you remember his um, his enemy's name, the orange guy? But he was remember? all like, he was he was like made um, of crystals, um, though, right? So he wasn't it was really like naked. Moltar. It was Moltar. Like, that's Moltar. It. Was it Moltar? Yep. Yeah, I remember. I had Crystar and Moltar, and I think that's it. I don't remember any I of the other too. people. I don't. I couldn't tell you shit about what it was about. Oh fuck! He was naked. Yeah, he was. He was naked. He was all yeah. made of all crystal with a red speedo. Well, in reality, that was just. Translucent. I have plastic. I have this one. That um that oh, comic, the one with the green shit on the top. This one right there. Mm. Which is a really awesome a really awesome cover as well. It kind of is, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I have. I'll have to try that. I'll have put to put it on the site. Yeah, I will. But uh yeah, he was an awesome hero. Um do you guys remember in um, sectars, what sectars? Yeah, they were like the big puppet bugs. Yes, I do. Yeah, because weren't they like some of the bigger ones, like battery powered? Yeah, and they had the the wings yes, and everything, yes, and you yes. could buy different size ones. Sectars yep. were pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, they were cool. And they didn't have they didn't have a TV series, but what they did have was a commercial series that was an ongoing story. So That's if you watched cool. the commercials. It told this entire story. I'm sure on YouTube you can pull up like the legend of the sectars and you can watch the entire story that it told. It's really fucking cool. cool. The humanoid characters in sectars were essentially He-Man characters with antenna. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I never I never liked those. I never liked the good guys. And almost anything. I mean He-Man, I like the good guys in He-Man. You had to have a certain look about you. You had to look cool. I never liked the G.I. Joe yeah. good guys because they were always kind of boring. So, the success then. Three issues into He-Man. You liked it. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll keep getting it. Uh, I like, overall, besides the little thing that I was talking about about the hair, I like the art. I, I do like, um, I like the writing. I like the kind of jokey style. You mentioned on Twitter how he's, he's a little jokey. But uh, I kind of like that. I kind of dig that. Because there's one point where He-Man's talking to King Randor about something and saying how it's ridiculous. And he's like, you walk around with some dude made out of moss. Like, what <laughs> What are you talking about? But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It seems like it's, um, it's, it's given the He-Man mythos another good chapter i like the he-man tv show in the early 2000s do you remember that one yeah i didn't like what they did with the sword making it like a giant mechanical sword that like opened up and yeah i preferred it to be more of like traditional arthurian type just a fucking sword yeah but yeah i like i like where they went with with that series they try to make it a little i'll make it adult but you know make it for the audience that was still gonna 
go back and watch some He-Man. Very difficult to watch old He-Man stuff now. You can't watch old He-Man stuff because it's that bad. It's very That's bad. Too bad. And that was were those the Paul Dini days as well? Yeah. Come on, Paul. You can only you, you can you. only shine a turd so much. You can't polish crap. That's true. No, you can't. Now, Ian, yes. were there any other comic books that you read over the uh, the? three or four weeks where we haven't discussed comics other than He-Man. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess we can talk about uh, Superman Unchained real quick. Do you want to? Do you guys want to get into that? That's fine. We all read it. Well, some, some of well, some one of us read it a half a time. Because I don't want to get. Because there's other things that I'd like to talk about half, too. I but I don't want to get too deep into them at this point. No, I we can we can get into Superman Unchained real quick because I was. Very underwhelmed. I had to read it twice because after the first time, I didn't remember anything that fucking happened. I'm kind of upset because I feel like they've taken Snyder and Jim Lee off of books that I really enjoyed, and now they're putting them on something that I might ignore. What did they remove Snyder from in favor of Superman? He was on um, he was he was on a. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, and he was on. I think Swamp Thing was starting. Oh, he's still on Batman. But he was on Swamp Thing, and I was I was liking Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing was getting kind of shitty, though. Yeah. yeah, but, no, Swamp Thing was getting shitty because it crossed over with Rot World. And that's sure. also where Animal Man got shitty. But now that Rot World's over, Animal Man is fucking awesome again. Is Swamp Thing any good? I, I don't I, know, I, I, I dropped it. it. Once yeah. Snyder was off, but I quit getting it. Do you think it would be any good, or do you think Snyder just made it I've heard good? positive things at New Dimension Comics and Century 3 Mall. From uh, Chip, that it's it's not too bad. So Chip is reading it. I think so. I'd you like think to Chip get... would be willing to submit a full review to the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. I hope so, Chip. If you're listening, give us uh, your review of Swamp Thing. If you haven't read it, go pick it up. I uh, I'd like to get back into Swamp Thing, but I've gotten over the past couple weeks. There have been so many things that have been added to my pool list where Swamp Thing just kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why I dropped it. I was reading it, and especially like once we got into Rot World, I was just getting confused and, and not just confused, but kind of bored. And, and there's that's, the doorbell. Well, that's the knocking at the door because someone didn't tell our Steam driver to use the doorbell. Would that be you? That's a, that's a really like, late pizza break, folks. In a little bit.
one off. I was like, oh, this thing. That's alright, the rest of us don't want to enjoy the person. <laughs> it's like, here, you can have, you can have this bag I'll of take, regular Twizzlers. I like those ones. <laughs> Is this not first come, first I'll serve? I'll these, and I'll just close up the bag. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. Mixosscasters. Oh, is that recording? No. Oh. <laughs> Don't bring your Twizzlers around me, son. <laughs> Ian's a big fan of the filled Twizzlers. <laughs> when we left, we were discussing the underwhelming Superman Unchained, number one. Big creative team, lots of excitement going into this one. I'd say my excitement <clears throat> was at an eight. My expectation was probably in an eight. And it, it failed both accounts. It's weird. My expectation was at a nine, and my excitement was at a two. <laughs> I had to read this issue twice because after the first time, I couldn't remember what happened. That's not a good sign for not your comic book. Matt, did, you didn't read the entire thing yet, did you? Uh, I think I read about four. Five pages, maybe? So, no. They introduce a brand new villain, seemingly, at the end. Someone that the United States government has had tied up underwater, underground, who's, I guess, responsible for Hiroshima. Oh. That's what it looks like in the beginning. I had to read it twice to put all, put all this together. I was pretty sure that they dropped a bomb. United yeah, States they did. Yeah. The bomb was this guy. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so Scott, Scott Snyder taking some liberties with U.S. history. So the U.S. government engineered a nuclear-powered person? Uh, that's what it looks like. We're not sure yet, but that's what it looks like. Hmm. And he's still alive? Still alive. All these years later? <clears throat> under government control. I'm looking for Under U.S. government control? Yeah. I'm looking forward to number two. I, I hope maybe if it gives me a little more, because this first issue just really didn't, didn't give me what I was hoping out of uh, a big creative team like Snyder and Lee. What about you, Ian? Did it give you, did it satisfy you? No, I had to also read it twice, because um, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on in this well, book. there you go. I didn't have to read it at all. Between the two, <laughs> four times, I don't need to read it. <laughs> um, you know... I recently came off reading some really great uh, Superman stories, the Jeff Johns, Gary Frank stuff, and this stuff. this this didn't stand up to it at all. I mean, maybe it was just because I was reading something that was so good that my expectation was so high. Um, I'm not the biggest Superman guy. I got it because it came out 
right around the time Man of Steel was out. We were all in this Superman. We had Super Fever. And um, I, I got it. I, I wasn't all that enthused. Looking back on it, I'd much prefer, if we're going to take Scott Snyder and Jim Lee and Scott Williams, I don't want to discredit Scott Williams, great inker that always follows Jim Lee and uh, inks his work. If we're going to take all these talents and put them on a book, I'd much rather see it on a different book. I've seen, I've seen Scott or Jim Jim Lee's Superman with Justice League. I'd rather see it, him do a different character. I'd rather see them work on a different book. We haven't seen Scott Snyder's Superman. He's the big, he's the big number one writer at DC right now. So putting him on their number two character seems a natural step from him. Number, number two, all right. Especially. Oh. Given the fact that the movie had just come out, it was a great tie-in. Yeah, I understand the uh, PR do, angle of it. I just do. You guys don't feel like that it. Scott Snyder is is like the premier writer at DC? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, what I mean by that is like your personal opinion. Is he writing the best stuff that DC is putting out? Batman's been really but, good consistently. Yeah. I don't think I've not liked. An, an issue of Batman. I haven't had to read an issue of Batman twice to understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, I like Scott uh, Scott <clears throat> Snyder's work. Um, just trying to think of uh, anybody else that would be better than him right now. Nobody really jumps to mind. No, he's, he's really leading charge over there. You can look at guys like Jeff Lemire. Um, is Jeff Lemire the guy that does Sweet Tooth? Yes, yes, he does do Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Jeff Lamar is getting a lot of work over there doing some really good stuff. Um, I, I like that Greg Greg Pak has come over from Marvel working on Batman Superman. Did you read Batman Superman, Matt? No, I did not. I will read it, though, because I think it looks really nice. It's an interesting book. It's an interesting read. I won't spoil it. You can spoil it. I will. There will be more. Batman <laughs> and Superman team up and fight. Let me guess, they, they start out as enemies, and then they realize that they have a common purpose and a common foe, and then they join powers to overcome this insurmountable... See, you did read it. There's some... That doesn't... That's not what happens. That's There's always some, what happens. Isn't that what happened with Superman versus Muhammad Ali? That doesn't happen in this... There's some weird, crazy... I, I don't even... I should, And you know what? I should probably read this one again, because once you get to the end, once you get to the second half... There's some weird stuff that goes on, and I don't I don't know what's what. Sexy Catwoman on fire. Some weird cool. shit. My favorite part of the book is uh, Jay Lee draws most of the the first half of this book and the cover uh, has a real distinctive style, real creative, kind of a gothic style I would say. And at some point, Superman kind of punches Batman, and you turn the page, and bloop, the art. <laughs> He punches him so hard, Ben Oliver is the artist. Wow. So wait, Jay Lee couldn't even finish one issue? No, this isn't a case. have a fill-in? This isn't a case of a fill-in issue. This is a case of DC drew the line at $2.99 with their books. But if they're going to charge $3.99, we need a handful of extra pages in the back. So with Action Comics, Batman... There's always a different artist in the back. And same with this Batman. Those Superman are backup book. stories. Yeah, but this is no, part this of the, is part this of the is part story, of the same though. story. Yeah. That's that 
sucks. Yeah, I would prefer Jay Lee to do the whole thing all the way through, but this is or, how, and, this is how and they're if, doing it. And if it's got to be um, less ben pages... Ben not bad, it's just different. He's not bad, no, yeah. It, it's But nobody nobody wants to break it up and have a different artist take over midway through the story. That, yeah. That's Just give me Jay Lee for the whole thing in an extended story. Make it three ninety nine, fine. Let it be the same artist. It was pretty. I'll tell you, it was pretty jarring because Jay Lee has a real. He he handles panels a lot different than a lot of artists. He really he, does. You know what Jay Lee does that I think not many artists do is he will draw specifically characters at angles that you don't ordinarily see in comic books. Like a lot of the times, they're almost like picture the cameras like down below and you're looking like up like under their chin. You see that um, kind of a lot from him, and uh, I I just really like kind of the melancholy feel of his artwork. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all very dark and gloomy. But you'll have that to look forward to, Matt. The cover is beautiful, I think. I agree. Yeah, Jay Lee is probably one of he's one of my favorite <laughs> artists over the past couple of years. Well, he worked on uh, the Dark Tower series. Which are you still reading the uh, audiobook, listening I'm, to? Yeah, it? I'm still I'm still listening to it. Uh, I'm still on the um, uh, Wizard and Glass book. Um, probably four hours into it, I kind of have uh, kind of eased up on it a little bit. I've been listening to other podcasts and you know watching some. Got got uh, deep into True Blood this week. Watched three seasons of True Blood in like a week. Holy shit! Yeah, so that's a lot. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah. So I heard that show sucks. Yeah, yeah. See what I did there? <clears throat> like and like any show into its um. I guess this is its eighth season. Um, no, it can't be. Yeah. Eight seasons? I, I think so. It's gonna have its it's gonna have its ups ups and downs, but I think it's been it's been pretty solid. It's been good enough that it, it keeps me watching. I get pretty excited for it every time it comes on. They're starting in the third season. They're starting to do some really fucking weird stuff that I don't know if I'm in with. But yeah, right in the middle it gets a little wobbly. I think last season and this current season they kind of put everything back on track because they get away from vampires a little. And they get into a lot of other, like they tap into some other mythology. Six seasons. Six seasons. Still long. Dexter is on season eight. Yes. Best show on television. I'm still catching up. So while I was on vacation, mm-hmm. I managed to read six trade paperbacks. That and, is very impressive. And two thirds of World War Z. The novel. One of the trade paperbacks that I read was Matt Casal's favorite, Little Depressed Boy. Yay. Uh, it was a really, really quick read. I think it took me about 20 minutes to read six issues. Really? It, it went fast. Or real fast. I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of boring. Uh, it was just really, it's just really plain. You didn't find the, the main character endearing in any way. 
No, I wanted him to get his shit together. Like, I, like the whole book, I'm like, just fucking ask her what her name is. Quit being a pussy. Just fucking go. Do it. I had some similar feelings to that. He's a sack. He he doesn't have your confidence. Yeah, I, I, I get it, but I think that's also why I didn't like it. I gravitate toward a Han Solo type character. Mm. And this guy is not Han Solo. What would Han Solo do in He would have fucked this chick. And then he would have found out that she has a boyfriend the whole time. But little depressed boy doesn't. It's, I, I don't know, like... I don't know if I need more. If I need some kind of supernatural story or some power rings or power rings or more excitement, but it's it's really just just a story of normal people's lives going about their daily business. He meets this girl, goes to a party, hangs out with his buddy. It's just real. It's just real boring. It's very introspective. Yeah, and I I understand why people like it. I understand why you like it. Um, it's, it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. And I made that opinion known on Twitter. Ah, uh, that little teeny tiny corner of your own personal space, what, Twitter. In what way did you make that opinion known? Like, what, did you, did you tweet a review? Did you well, direct tweet toward, to Matt? All week. So only Matt could see it? All week while I was reading all these, all these trades, whenever I finished, yeah, you know, throw up a, a little quick 140-character review, you know, of what I thought about it. And, um, the creator, what, from, from what I could see, the creators of Little Depressed Boy weren't, I couldn't find their Twitter handles. And, um, but that didn't stop writer Stephen S. Struble from finding my tweet and killing me with kindness and making... And making me feel like a total douchebag. Making you look like <laughs> the villain that you are. What did you tweet? Oh, why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves while I key this guy up? <clears throat> well, this sounds very much like Paul. Um, the, you know, maybe give, give a harsh opinion to something. Well, you know, all right, here. This is, this is how this went down. I tweeted, also read S. Steven Struble and Cena Grace's Little Depressed Boy Volume 1. A boring, unexciting walk through the mundane. <laughs> Don't bother. <laughs> did, didn't you see that? <laughs> I did! But it's much better whenever the author reads it yeah, to you. It, it's so I, douchey. And not only it, that, but you use the word mundane as a noun. Uh, it's not a noun. Really, you're gonna you're gonna bust my That's stone. That's the that you okay. don't like, Matt. Do you pride yourself on your your prowess as a reviewer? I yeah, and and my grammar. Okay. So I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that douchey. Pretty douchey. Pretty when douchey. when I read it on Twitter, I wanted to punch your face. Yeah, but that's because you love this book. And I felt like that was specifically directed at me. No, 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 no. It totally wasn't. It was was directed at the guy who put blood, sweat, and tears into this. It was directed at just the the Twitterverse in in general. I felt that its level of douchiness was just a little bit like, oh, you like this book, you fucking retard? This is what I have to say about it. 
It is mundane. It w- yeah, but I didn't. I didn't direct it at you. You know how I feel about. It. I told you how I, I felt about it before you read it. Right. I don't think the the part that but I, I would in, have. I went in all positive. I went in. I appreciate. That I went you gave in it a chance. looking for good things. I I didn't expect to like it, but I went in wanting to pull something <clears throat> to enjoy out of it. And I think I I really like the art. I really dig the art in it. Just the story, not for me. Mm-hmm. I thought you might like it better than you did. I thought maybe it would surprise you or something. But I was hoping it kind of would, but it didn't. The don't bother is the kick in the the verbal kick in the yeah, ribs. Yeah, I would say so. Good, good. You so continue the pile so on. I believe that I was not the only one that saw your your Twitter um, tweet. I only yeah your tweet your tweet yeah I'll just your tweet did anyone else see this um yeah what I try to do whether I'm being positive or negative on Twitter I will try to find the source responsible on Twitter and own up to any any negative talk that I put out how noble almost like a knight a white knight a dark knight son. So, goddamn it. Well, half Dark Knight. A moderate. <laughs> like the Twilight Knight. A, a moderately <laughs> tan the, the Knight. Knight. Mixed Knight. <laughs> the Mixed Knight. So, goddamn it, if writer of a little depressed boy, S. Steven Struble, didn't stumble across my tweet him, fairly promptly uh, tweeted back to me. Because he doesn't like when people say shit's mundane. But, he didn't. He didn't attack me. He killed me with kindness, and he made me feel like an absolute douchebag. And I, like I didn't think what I said was that bad, but after listening to you guys, you know, beat me down <laughs> over it, I guess I guess it was pretty harsh. So this is why you're douchey, by the way, because you didn't think that that was that bad. That's why, because your doucheometer <laughs> has not been calibrated to the real world vibrations. You know, we're going to like we're going to we're going to re-listen to all these podcasts and we're going to check out your doucheometer. I can be douchey, but I can tell you right now that I'm not as douchey as you are. Wow. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So Stephen S. Struble tweets me back. Or S. Stephen Struble tweets me back. Kills me with kindness. Sorry you didn't like it. I understand my book isn't for everybody. Thank you so much for giving it a try, though. What a gentleman. Yeah, exactly. The perfect response. And it was it was the perfect response. And I tried for two days to think of, think of some kind of... Some way to say, you know what, you were really cool about that. I'm sorry I didn't like it, but I didn't mean to be douchey. Um, because I, I didn't read... You tried for two days I didn't read any, to say just what you said to us? You could just say that. Yeah, but I didn't want to be apologetic. I didn't want to come back with, like, oh, you know, uh, it wasn't too Paul bad. Paul stands by the fact I want, that he did yeah. not think it was a good book. <clears throat> but, yeah, I didn't read any sarcasm into his tweet. He was he seemed very genuine, very nice. And I will, if he does something else that isn't a little depressed boy, I will most certainly check it out because he was so cool in his response to my douchiness my douche battery so and the first thing i did was screen cap it and 
send it to send it to you guys. I did get it, and I was like, oh. I was pretty blown away by that. Yeah. Um, now there is one issue that that a little depressed boy that I would hope that you pick up a future issue. Well, I was hoping he would do something that's not little depressed boy, but I tried looking up a biography for him, a bibliography. Biography. Well, isn't a, bibli- a bibliography the list of his works? Uh, I think that's a, li- a list of references. Anyhow, I tried B- to find a biography out other things would he's be, done. Image, would... image, he has a link on Image's site, but it always goes back to Kirkman. So I wanted to find out something else he's done to yeah. go check it out. But I, I, I couldn't find anything. So ask Stephen Struble, if you're listening, give us a shout. <laughs> now... Well, didn't he technically, he did give us a shout later on, because didn't you have a conversation with him, Matt? I did, yeah. I... A positive one, uh, uh, too. Bibliography. A complete or selective list of works compiled upon some common principle as authorship, subject, place, or publication, or printer. That is true. There you go. Gotcha. So, yeah, I may have been wrong about mundane. But I got you, bibliography. You beat my ass on bibliography, <laughs> I think, the I think podcast, is, the think grammar is. podcast beatdown. Look out, <laughs> motherfucker! He's the true winner. He's the one actually learning things. <laughs> Mister, I don't like to write. I don't like to write. I'm not a writer. I'm an artist. I have an artist spirit. Via Twitter, Matt came to my aid, tweeting both of us back, saying, "Don't mind my stupid buddy." I, I called you my closed-minded friend. You did. I stand by that. I can be closed-minded. I don't dispute that. I will dispute being a hater of Star Wars. Are we really sure. going to open that can of worms again? No, we're not. Even though you're wearing the shirt that you should have worn the last three podcasts. I told you. I hadn't... It wasn't clean. It's not it a larger. visual medium anyway. The only people that are going to know are visual us. For me, it but, gets me in the mood. But now that you're telling all of our oh, my secrets... My arm got you in the mood earlier. Jesus Christ. If we're going to talk about what we're all wearing, since I'm wearing the African-American Voltron <laughs> shirt, you have the Star Wars on. Paul has team good-looking on. So when we talk about douchebaggery, the embodiment of douchebaggery is wearing a team good-looking T-shirt. Especially when you ain't that good-looking. Oh. 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 That, was, that was a low blow. And that was not true. I'm above average. I think you're definitely above average. Thank you. I think you're very handsome. Me too. Oh, thanks. And you're by ever. I'm sorry, was that douchey? No, no, no. The, 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 the uh, compliment fest that just happened right here in front of my eyes. The ball licking that I had to look and endure. <laughs> we done telling each other how handsome we fucking are? I, I think, think we're done. No, I think you are. No. Oh, beautiful. thank you. I think you're you. a beautiful man. Oh, thank you. Like a walking mochaccino. <laughs> so, what uh, what was the conversation that me and uh, S. Steven Struble had? Somewhere along the lines of, since I'm not actually looking at the feed, Paul. Hey, I, team, good looking. What you got on your screen there, pal? Um. <clears throat> well, I got away from it. Let's see if. Uh, See if I can key it back up here. Oh, there we go. 
Steve, S. Steven Struble. Well, after Matt kind of came to my aid and gave a weird apology for his douchebag buddy, he also attached his little depressed boy drawing that uh, we did a few months ago. And Mr. Struble was impressed and inquired if he can run it in a future issue of Matt. Little Depressed Boy. Little did he know that that's Matt's fucking dream right there. <laughs> yeah. And he just granted a little boy his wish. A little depressed boy. A little depressed a boy. Little depressed Matt he probably looked at his his Twitter handle too. He was like, God damn, this guy loves me. A little yeah, depressed boy. He's probably Matt. like, fuck, I got a stalker. Probably, yeah. So. There's no pictures of you on it, so he, I, he probably hopes you're a. He's like this. He's like this talking shoe really likes me. <laughs> That's a Batman shoe. That's a fucking awesome picture. It is a nice picture, but nobody knows who you are. They can't see your fucking handsome face. You're above average feature. <laughs> <laughs> they have to take Paul's word for it. Should I put the cartoon version of me up on there? Yeah, like you guys have did. You, yeah, have you done a self-portrait? Yeah, but it sucked. I would have to redo Was it. Was it years ago? I tend to redo things because I don't like them the first or second or third time. Are you thinking about doing anything with your with your creation with Fat Man? I would love to. Um, I have a an origin story pretty much outlined. Um, I don't know. It would probably be pretty long though. It'd probably be like sixty four pages, um, and it takes me a really long time to draw. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if I have it in me to draw it. Um, well, you know, all those um, all those video game hours that you log. Yeah, right. Um, you know what, Bruce? All those Walking Dead hours. Oh, wait, you don't do that either. Bruce Wayne was like, nah, you know, for me to become Batman, it's going to take a long fucking time. So, <laughs> eh, Forget it. Well, I mean, okay. So, so he played Last did, of Us for eight years instead. If I did it. Well, that's what he did with Dark Knight Rises. I would, I would probably get, realistically, it would probably take me about three or four years to do it, I think. You gotta streamline that process. Is yeah, no shit. But drawing with vector drawings and doing well, it with... Quit fucking doing that. Just you might do have, it by hand. You I might, can't. You, you might can't. have to... I can't. You we might be able to. You guys are better at drawing than I am. Don't say that. Your fucking little depressed boy thing was really good, man. Thanks, but Both was, of them. That was Vector. Yeah, yeah Vector Schmachter. Do you do it all with with Vector tools and you don't draw anything out? There's no kind of... No, no, like, no I draw it out okay. and then I go over it with Vector and make it look good. Yeah. I cheat. I cheat the fuck out of it. Well, I don't know. I, do I think I honestly think that you could achieve with a little bit of work with the brushes. I think he could achieve close really? in Sketchbook Pro. I think he could. Or even the, the Sketchbook Ink that I was showing you. I think he could get it close. I'd have to... I almost feel like I would have to retrain myself in a way to, to draw and get the style down before I proceeded with a book. Because I, if I did it... You're not doing a whole book in Illustrator. Well, I did... When I first started... We did a whole book in Illustrator once. It was poop. <laughs> when I first started trying to learn how to do this in Illustrator, I did uh, a 16-page ash can, which at the time I was pretty proud of when I looked. For those of you <laughs> that don't know what now. an ash can is, it's a 
flip book full of ash can drawings. Just ash cans. Different ash cans, but they're all ash. Don't be a douche. See, that was douche. But I'm funny douchey. You're annoying douchey. Whoa. An ash can is a uh, smaller digest size um, kind of preview style book. Usually it's on newsprint. Uh, a lot of the times it's in black and white. It's usually for promotional purposes. Um, for mine, it I guess it was promotional when I did it. I took it to the Comic-Con and tried to peddle it. And, I mean, it was a nice little package for what it was. But um, I'd love to see you peddling it. Were you, like, smacking against your hand, like, yeah. Batman here? <laughs> <laughs> Read all about it. Read all about it. You were, like, a newsboy. <laughs> you had, like, the but, hat and shit. But, no, I, I do. I have a, uh, a what I think is a cool story outline. Um, it's not scripted. Uh, it, it's not fully fleshed out, but the outline is there. Um, everything that I've thought of, I'm pretty sure I can draw. In my head, it's magnificent. I don't know if that would translate as well to the page. We're familiar with that. And I'm nervous about that, so. Yeah, it never translates to the page. (laughs) If you have mediocre skills, which, eh, we're all right. You kind of get half of what you want, and you're like, eh, that's pretty good, I feel like my hand drawing has my me drawing hands. Yeah, I know. Has come leaps and bounds since we started McSauce, and they still suck. (laughs) Hands are really tough. So, but I I I think that uh, I think you should. You you use your iPad a lot. I think you should invest in you know the I think it's three ninety nine for Sketchbook Pro. Fuck around with it. Fuck around with the the. I want to get the um the the. Don't even don't, don't even go that far. Just get a a regular small stylist or even a, a slightly stylus, no teeth. Stylus. This is the grammar. The police. grammar. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. Very good. You put a T on the end of Christ. <laughs> anyway, just get a, a typical stylus, and I think that you'll it'll it'll work out for you. It, you have to start somewhere, and if you just get some of the basic tools and fuck around with them for a while. So you're telling me abandon vectors? Yeah, because yeah. they're too. They take too much time. Now, but like you've seen the vectors that I do. I, I put a lot of highlights in, and I put a lot of like. You're um, gonna have to dumb you, it down. You can do that stuff with layers, and you can do some of those similar things. You can. Like the transparency gradients and shit like you that. You can do transparencies. And and you can. I don't do a lot of that stuff because I don't put a lot of gradient. We don't really do too many gradients in McSauce. Yeah. But, or at least I don't really anymore. I do a lot of shadows. Um, you might be able to do that stuff. I think you can. Okay. But you never know. And it, it's, all about, it's all about the time. Because if you have to spend days on one illustration, you're, you're going to stop yourself from doing anything and being productive at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have a lot of good work and a great idea and a lot of talent and you should put you should put yourself and dedicate yourself to doing it. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. It was like the uh, See how intervention like <laughs> uh, mine was like a spiritual uplift and you were just like you're sexy. I <laughs> I'm coming away from this podcast feeling really good like I look good and I'm talented. I'll mm-hmm. handle the external, you handle the internal. Oh, and we will oh fix God. people. Oh, Nick Sauce Podcast uh, <laughs> Shaman Hour. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, 
that's uh, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Late pizza party. Matt, anything to add? Um. Well, we didn't really talk about what you've been reading very much. We we discussed that you've read a ton of shit, but you didn't really say what. I mean, you said Little Depressed Boy in World War Z. Uh, do you want to real quick, like rapid fire, would you read? Uh, the Wake, Scott Snyder and Ryan Murphy. It's it might it might be my favorite single issue book right now. Really? It's really fucking good. I feel like it takes the best parts of the thing in Jaws and mashes them together in a comic book. That's and cool. the way Ryan Murphy draws lead heroine Lee Archer, super sexy. That's gonna hook me every time. I didn't read the second issue of The Wake. I read the first issue. Um, does it get a lot better in the second issue? Um, I thought the first issue was really good, so I didn't think it needed to get a lot better. Okay, but so it, maybe I won't be so impressed with the second issue then. Usually, usually how it goes. I read uh, the vaunted mouse. Mouse! Literary champion of comic books. But only part one because Darcy and Dylan didn't give me part two. Da, 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 da. We'll have to have so, them back on the show. They left me off to... on a serious cliffhanger, but it's it's really dense. There's a lot of a lot of words, but goddamn, is it good? I, mean, it, I think it really deserves all of the accolades that it gets. Mm-hmm. I read Sin City, which I hated up until I read it, but only the first volume. I'm not ready to heap praise on the other ones because I haven't read them yet. But the first one was actually really good. I, I really liked that. I didn't yeah. like the movie. It didn't hook me, but this comic, I was I wonder with if you would, all the fucking way. I wonder if you would like the movie now, having read the book. Maybe. Maybe. That's an experiment for another podcast. I reread Fables, Volume 1, that I enjoyed much more this time. I don't know if I was just in a better place reading it or going in with a different perspective. But I'm kind of looking forward to reading future volumes. So, not to interrupt, but... Uh, Speaking of future podcasts, I would like to throw this out. If the listeners have any suggestions for us to do an audio commentary for any feature film as one of our upcoming podcasts, we are open to suggestions. Uh, We had toyed with the idea of potentially doing Jaws, especially since Sharpley has not seen Jaws, but maybe we don't want that to be his first um, his first Jaws experience. His first Jaws experience. So, any other movies? I don't want to pop my send, Jaws cherry like that. Right. Send your. I want you to enjoy it first. Send your suggestions. We are definitely interested. You know how to get in touch with us. Little depressed Matt, or I'm sorry, at, at Little Depressed Matt. That's Twitter. I bought and read Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon's Hellblazer: Fear and Loathing. Boring. There was. It's not the new Fifty Two John Constantine. It's almost a different character. He doesn't have the same. He doesn't seem to have the same swagger. There's less less upfront magic. He doesn't really do any magic, and he just kind of gets drunk and hangs out with his buddies and pisses off his girlfriend. And I kind of went in thinking that it was going to be uh, preacher-ish, and it it was a little bit, but you could tell that they hadn't really fleshed out a lot of those kind of ideas quite yet. They really hit their stride whenever they came together for that series. Yeah, Not so this, much in Hellblazer. And this first this first trade by them isn't 
it's not one complete story. The first two issues are kind of, you know, one Because it's in the middle of a run. Right. And, you know, the last the last couple are, are the same story, but it just... It wasn't what I was looking for. I also read Pride of Baghdad, which was really fucking good. Yeah? Really good. You didn't read that? Uh, I will now that I'm borrowing it from Damiosi. Via yeah, you. really good book. Really beautiful book. Pride uh, Nico Henrichon on the... Henrichon? Henrichon? On the art, really fucking good-looking book. Really sad book. Books completely about anthropomorphic lions. lions, lions, and other animals that get bombed out of the Baghdad Zoo. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Good. Ian, anything? Yeah, I read um, X Men. The first two issues of the. Brian Wood. I didn't know the second issue came yeah, out. Yeah, it came out. I missed it too. I'm Oliver. Copier? Is that... Coipel? Coipel? I thought it was French. Olivier Coipel. Coipel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I like the it was, it was, uh It's about the female uh, X-Men. Rogue, Jubilee, Kitty Pride, Storm, Psylocke, and Rachel Gray. Um, what's cool about this is it gives you like the 90s feel of some of the action, but it also gets in-depth with the... Um, the way that these characters bounce off each other. Um, I just love reading some of the characters that I haven't read for a while. I haven't read a book with Jubilee or Psylocke in a long time. It's cool to revisit those characters. I heard on another podcast uh, today, they were talking about... I, I had a problem with them just naming this book X-Men for a long time. And I heard the reasoning that Brian Wood had was, well, these aren't X-Women. They're X-Men. It's X-Men because that's they're as important as any other part of that team would be and this is just another x-men book if you named them x-women or x-girls it would devalue their va- the their part to the team and in you couldn't even do a justice league book like this i don't think because justice women justice women i mean even even if you called it justice <clears throat> league and had all the women they weren't they're not as important to that group as the women in x-men are they're key to almost everything that happens. I bought this book, and I've never bought a, a single-issue X-Men book before. It, it, the first issue was really good, and Brian Wood is the perfect writer for a female ensemble uh, like book like this, because I've read a couple of his other books, The New York Four and The New York Five, which feature ensemble female uh, Cast. characters, casts, and... And he nails it. Each character has their own distinct personality. And uh, I was really looking forward to it. And it, the first issue did not disappoint. So I'm really excited that the second issue's out. I'm going to have to pick that up. Yeah, it was two week, It came out two weeks ago when about a million other fucking books came out. And I'm, since I'm not used to getting X-Men, I, I've missed it. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to reading number two. I'm going to borrow Ian's because I don't know when my shop's going to get... Uh, a backup informer, and I'm eager. Anything else, Ian? Um, let's. I'll just end on that note. I have some other stuff that wasn't as good as this X Men book was. Okay. Um, I have uh, just a few things. Um, I read. Uh, well, I thought you said you didn't read anything. Well, I, I didn't read much. Okay. <laughs> I I read uh, Ten Grand uh, from Image Comics by the great J. Michael Straczynski. And I know Paul's a big fan of Ben Temple Smith's artwork. Actually, you're probably going to hate it. 
I know exactly what his artwork looks like because he did a book years ago. I forget the name of it, but it was a really cool book. And I don't know what it was called. So you actually liked it? You liked yeah, his despite art. his... It, it, it worked for that book. I don't know how, how it would work in another story, but... it It's working uh, extremely well in in this book. It, it, Ten Grand is like a crime noir style, but it also has a supernatural element to it, so the main character is a... Um, I don't know exactly what he is. He's not a cop, but I guess he handles like these... I don't know, he's kind of like the A-team. When people kind of seek him out and, and he's there to help with like people that can't get help from any like conventional means. And, you know, usually I guess it's dealing with like a bad guy that he has to help, you know, take care of or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> I guess the premise is he only takes jobs for 10 grand for $10,000 that helps weed out all the people that aren't serious. And, uh, so he doesn't take them for like a hundred grand, so you couldn't just give him like the candy bar? <laughs> oh, I made some bad jokes in this podcast, but that... I How does the courtesy laugh go? That's uh, Skeletor. Yeah, that was, yeah, this is it. Uh, uh, so, apparently uh, this main character's name's Joe. Joe is actually dead, and... And it's a little gimmicky because I guess the premise is as long as he does like the angel's good work, he then gets to see his former fiance or wife or something who had like been killed at the same time that he was killed. Uh, he gets to see her for five minutes, and that's kind of like his reward for doing the things that like heaven wants him to do. And and. I don't know. It, it seems kind of contrived with that aspect of it's it. like a heavenly conjugal visit. But, but yeah, for five minutes. It, it, a little bit of spawn mixed in, see your old wife or whatever. But anyway, so it's pretty cool. It's got a very cool vibe to it. I love the colors in it. I don't know who the fuck did the colors. It might be Ben Temple Smith. Um, but the colors really, really... It says illustrated. Ben Temple Smith. Ben Temple Smith. <clears throat> okay, Ben Temple Smith. So he just kind of knocked it out of the park. The other book that I read, uh, or one of the other books that I read, and then I'll end here, uh, was the the relaunch of Astro City. And when I say relaunch, it's it's not really a relaunch. It's just bringing the book back. It continues the previous story. There has actually been, to this point, 60 issues of Astro City released. What? Was it always a Vertigo imprint? No, this is the very first one. It used to be a Wildstorm imprint. Which I believe, I could be wrong on this, but I want to say it's been Wildstorm since day one, back when it was with Image. And then from there, once Jim Lee took Wildstorm to DC, Astro City obviously followed. So it was with DC, but then when they launched the New 52, it didn't really have a home anymore. Um, But then they decided to put it under the Vertigo banner because it wouldn't fit in with the New 52. But... um, this particular issue, number one, is a self-contained story, and it is narrated by a character that breaks the fourth wall the entire time and like kind of narrates to you, the reader, and tells you, you know, don't turn the page, and you know, like, bad shit's gonna happen, and blah, 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 blah. It's very, very wordy. It's very monster at the Kurt, end of this book. Yes, yeah, it really is. And, and 
uh, Kurt Busiek, who is known, he's the writer on this, he is known for his, uh, his wordiness. His wordiness. Uh, does not disappoint in that aspect here. But, you know, you have a lot of uh, little cameos from known characters throughout, but it is a good jumping-on point as well. Um, and it's got the original creative team, and when I say the original, the only creative team that ever worked on it. Um, I was I was happy with it, and I'm happy to say that issue number two comes out on Wednesday. And by the time you hear this podcast, number one and number two will be out there for you. I and recommend Superman Unchained number two will also be out, and hopefully will be less of a disappointment than number one. You know how I know it's not going to be a disappointment? Because I'm not going to get it. Oh! You were one done. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you're really not you, going to get it? Mm-hmm. Do you normally give up on books after one issue, or do you uh, usually give three? My rule of thumb's about three. I usually go the whole arc. Even if you're disappointed? I, I can't, well, if, uh, you know what? Let me take that back. Uh, if it is not entertaining me for maybe three, sometimes I get, if it, if it's, yeah, maybe so, three. So Scott Snyder, if the lucky. great Scott Snyder and the even greater Jim Lee are only getting one chance but, out of you. But I'm not a slave to the fact that they're both very talented guys. I was just trying to see what it was going to bring to uh-huh. the character. The and character that I'm nothing. not, the, the character that is, I'm not really a huge fan of i like some works but this wasn't enough for me mm-hmm. i have a lot of other things that i do enjoy mm-hmm. that have been entertaining i don't know why i'm going to spend more dollars on something that because i'm very underwhelmed be, that i just took a chance on because be i i just took a chance on it that's all are you gonna get number two paul i i am gonna get number two i will get this entire arc uh i think maybe the the completed arc will equal more than just what that one issue gave us. Well, folks, after a lot of dealer's choice, we got around to some comics. I I would also like to make one shout-out. This is for you, Greg Capullo. Uh, Yes, we are very interested in interviewing you for the official... We don't interview you. We talk comics. Well, we would like to talk comics with you. We are big fans of your work and have been for years. And uh, we would be very grateful if Well said. I'm Paul McGinty. Ian Charcoal. Mac is out. And we'll see you next time.